It's Saturday, April 15th, 2023, and welcome to episode 26 of The Mike Newman Show, where once again, Dr. Tim and I sit down for another breakfast with Dr. Tim and talk about what comes to mind. And today, not surprisingly, we focused in on continuing the discussion on rockets and specifically around the uh, beginnings of the U.S. manned space program, uh, moving on through the Gemini and Apollo um, programs, and then with the ultimate goal to chat a little bit about what's coming up with SpaceX and the what was billed as an orbital test flight that'll be basically a suborbital launch, but full dress rehearsal uh, with getting the uh, super booster, no, that's not the term, but the largest rocket ever to launch see if it launches on Monday. So anyway, sit back, relax, and we'll catch you at the end. So yeah, well, good to see you again. Cool. Good to be seen, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while. Had a little trip. Got back from that. And um, yeah, good times. I haven't had a trip. That was good. Yeah. I that, enjoyed that. that. Yeah, it could be good, too. Yeah. And um, last time we spoke was about rockets, because we like rockets. Uh, it's it's kind of the default. I'm pretty sure a, a significant portion of my brain is is wired to talk about rockets. Well, uh, and I, I, wish I, were, I wish I were a rocket scientist, but... Uh, well, the thing is, is if anyone listens to the earlier episodes of this podcast... We have opinions, <laughs> and sometimes our opinions just tire us out. Too. Overwhelm our good or, yeah, senses. Exactly. We're like, oh, wait a minute, right? So it, it's not that we get over our skis. It's just we don't want to leave the morning in despair. Yes. So we, what, 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 what does any adult do? Starts to think of their childhood <laughs> and things we loved about childhood and and a lot of what we've been talking about is uh, some of your history and the and the fact that you were basically born and raised in the in the space race just just in time just in time just in time for all Perfect. of that kind of almost uh, uh, well I, I, I'm I was born in a perfect position to observe. Exactly. You yeah. Know, uh, so I, I didn't have any uh, any significant impact uh, on the space race, but mm-hmm. I could watch with the best of them. So, yeah. uh, and I, you're, it was the point of time where you were intellectually able to ingest all the different stages of that as you grew up. You literally grew up with the space race. Yes. And so, and so, so, yeah. so much of... of uh, I guess what today passes as, as history was mm-hmm. was literally current events as uh, as uh, as I grew up, and uh, I guess it's a physiological thing that that in our brains our our long term memory generally outlives our short term memory. Mm-hmm. So it's better if we sit down here and talk about what happened in the space race 60 years ago versus what we had for breakfast 10 minutes ago. <laughs> or, or what I'm supposed to do today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's on my to-do list? Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, so um, kind of along those lines, we have ventured off into various discussions about, um, uh, come on, see, there's the memory, um, orbits and satellites and, and, and data communications. And now we're getting back to the, 
kind of the more things that people would be more familiar with. You know, the, the Mercury um, program, the all of it leading toward getting a man to the moon and returning him safely. I think we, we touched on it probably the last time, but to, to uh, go over it a little bit again mm-hmm. uh, in getting it to the moon, uh, which was the, the stated goal. And, and th- there's an interesting story in that, or, 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 or an interesting lesson in that, uh, which is uh, when within social systems, how do we set goals which are relatively long-term, and how do we follow those goals? Right. And uh, so the first order of business is setting a goal, and, and President Kennedy uh, actually set a goal mm-hmm. uh, in uh, 1961. Uh, after he had only been president for a few months, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the goal of, of sending, a, he, he said sending a man to the moon, I right. think, well, politically correct, we'll say send a person to the moon and return them safely. So that was exactly. that was an interesting uh, add-on, uh, r- realizing that, you know, you, you probably at that time could have gotten a volunteer to make a one-way trip to the moon. I, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if you could, but but no one wanted to do that, and so that adds a fatalistic element to the program to begin with, right. which, and and I, I, not to get too much into culture, but we have a different culture now, right? And I don't think it's a better one, but I think back then there was this, and 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 I think Kennedy read it properly. It may have come truly from within him, rather than being something. Hey, I have to add this to the end it might have just been built into no we're that may have been his i I, could have been his intent from the beginning is that no we're there's no way this is a one-way trip right and the only way we as a nation can do it is we got to send somebody up and we got to bring them back exactly and 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 and, but but it was it was very clearly stated exactly so there was no oh yeah the president meant to say you know none of that nonsense that we get all these days today so yeah so but but in, in stating that goal, yep. it, it, that is one approach to establishing a, a goal uh, or a motivation for actions which crosses a number of boundaries. Uh, first of all, it, it, it was a goal that was to be achieved within a decade. So this was in 1961. Uh, so essentially you had nine years or uh, very close to ten years to achieve this goal of sending someone to the moon, bringing them safely back home. Well, 10, ten years through government systems is an incredibly long time. It's at least five budget cycles, uh, given, given that the, mm-hmm. the government is supposed to fund things two years, not more than two years in advance. And we, we understand very well that the government really can't commit resources for longer than that. Exactly. So, so the the fact that uh, here was a, an activity that was going to consume a, a significant amount of national treasure, uh, that was going to require ten years or close to ten years to achieve, uh, is that was a non-trivial mm-hmm. uh, uh, task in and of itself to establish a goal and to keep at it. I would point out uh, in subsequent years the. The uh, creation of the super cut super. I knew you were going to go there, and I was going to go there too. Collider, yep. uh, super was a, co- super was, conducting super collider. collider yep. was an interesting case in point where yep. 
uh, all of the nation, all of the states in the nation were really enthusiastic about that until such time as they actually decided to build it and started digging a hole around Waxahachie, Texas. Mm -hmm. And at that point, New York and Illinois and California all of a sudden weren't terribly interested in that. So they got got a good part of the hole built and the funding dried up and the the, the process or the whole, whole task went away. Well, fortunately, for the or from my perspective, fortunately for the for the the uh, lunar landing problem uh, program, uh, the the goal was was established and uh, was carried across. That motivation was carried across a number of budget cycles of the government, and uh, uh, it, it worked and, out. Now, I, I, I would also observe that and the jobs were spread all across the country. And the jobs were spread all across the country, although. Yeah. Texas got a, 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 a good share, as did Florida and California, I think, and, and, Alaba- and, and Alabama. And Alabama, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, but yeah, uh, one can observe, however, that that once the first landing was made, mm-hmm. pretty much the system, the, the whole program started to wind down. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah. it was the, all of the politicians suddenly discovered that here was a pot of money. And there was never a thought that, okay, if we're not going to spend $20 billion on the moon program, let's just don't spend it. You know, let's just give it back to the taxpayers, if you will. That was never a consideration. Here's a pot of money. I don't want to spend it on the space program, but I want to spend it on, on something. This. Yes. Yeah, yeah something yep. else. And so uh, uh, the, the, the money was, uh, the die was cast. The money was... Uh, was available it was going to be spent but it wasn't going to be spent on the space program and so we started and literally started in 1968 winding down the space program and by uh, 1972 yep. it was pretty much back nasa was back in a caretaker mode and i i, I always think that the the space shuttle uh was pretty much a, a caretaker program mm-hmm. it was a, it was a way to 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 keep a core activity going but didn't have a really strong uh there's uh, no aspirational aspect to it other than flying quotes reusable right and the probably the biggest the biggest achievement of it all was fixing a problem which is fixing hubble the yeah. space telescope yeah so yep anyway that i'm not quite sure how we got off down that no, I, trail, I don't know. you went there but we're good i, yep. I, went, I went there and, <laughs> but and, it it was about the, i Motivation, budget, setting priorities, and then some level of follow-through. Obviously, it was a heck of a grind right. to, to get there. And then once they crossed the line, it was kind of, and we see this in all sorts. We see it in sports. We see it, you know, to do something like Michael Jordan did for decades of excellence. I'm just saying that because we're sitting here and they're doing basketball on the screen behind. But, you know. <laughs> A few rings, he could have called it quits, but no, the guy was dogged in. He he had that 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 he wanted to continue to be excellent in that. They just yeah. put it that way. All the personal stuff aside, whatever. But with NASA and the nation, as you said, there's a pot of money, and politicians start to do politician stuff when left to their own devices, and they're like, hey, we got the shine we needed. We beat the Ruskies and. Uh, in the Soviet Union, so put that feather in the hat. We did a couple sciencey things to kind of, you know, round out these missions and pacify some people. That we went there for more than just planting the flag, and then we went to space shuttles. So, yeah. 
Um, but to get there, where we kind of left things last time was we, we had the, the Mercury program that uh, got uh, John Glenn into orbit. Or th- No, it was the, yeah, it was Mercury, but it was a Delta rocket, I believe, that we, uh, I think the, the uh, John, John, John Glenn went up on an Atlas rocket. Atlas, that's so, right. So Atlas. The, the, the first rocket that, that was used for the suborbital flights was a, a Redstone, I Redstone, think it was yeah. called. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the uh, the uh, the first uh, 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 rocket Orbital. that was able to really put any significant uh, amount of weight into orbit was was an Atlas. And so that was was that was a twin engine, wasn't it? It, I, I believe, yes, yeah. I believe, I believe it was. Uh, and, and, and I, 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 I must admit, at that time, I didn't even think about in terms of engines. You know, it was sure. just a big it's rocket. A big, yeah, it was great. It. Yeah, and, and there were a lot of uh, you know. So go check the previous episode. I put some links in there to the various Wikipedia pages for those rockets and missions. So there's yeah. slightly different pages for those. But there's a lot of skills we had to master based on the design of the Apollo. So, so we're doing a lot of things in parallel here. Obviously, well, do this well, we in are. ten and, years, and, yeah. and we're, we're 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 now at a point where there's there's very interesting perspective, and of, I think both of us probably towards the end of today's discussion want to want to start talking a little bit about the space of the, of next week. Yeah, or, I know. Or, or, or right, <laughs> but but it, it 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 actually gives us a perspective of what had to go on in the early 1960s. Mm. And that is to get to the moon, there are several different approaches that one could take to go to the moon. Right. And uh, the, 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 the approach of this week is you make this god-awful big rocket and you make this god-awful big spaceship and you send it into orbit and then you fire the spaceship and it flies to the moon. And whole, lands whole cloth. And, and then yep. it comes back yep. again. Well, yep. the, uh, the, 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 the technology was not such that anyone felt comfortable doing that back in the 1960s. Uh, people, it was much more at each point in the flight from the, from mm-hmm. the launch to the moon and back, it was we, we provide the bare minimum to allow us to make the next step. Yep. And then we discard things and we, we shed weight as we go along. We shed weight basically. as we go along. And so in the, in the end, we come back with uh, something that's a bit larger than the, the mercury capsules. And basically that's what a lands. Hershey's kiss. Yeah. Yep. That, uh, that makes it all the way back. Mm-hmm. But, and so that decision actually was made relatively early on. How, mm-hmm. how are we going to go? And, and the, the decision was made that we're going to go, Essentially, by uh, a, 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 a number of pieces, and that's going to require certain capabilities that we don't have. And the Saturn V was no slouch either. It no. was to this date, April whatever twenty twenty three. Yeah. Thank you, April fifteenth. The uh, <laughs> eh, twitch. It'd be um, tax day if it were a Saturday. <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah. Um, still to this day is the most powerful rocket to have ever left the earth and so actually that, the, the sls that uh that did the artifice mission oh, okay. i think was that, that back in the fall i think was actually may have eclipsed that may have eclipsed it not by a whole lot but but okay. I, I believe it did well we'll call it a rounding error because yeah. 
I'm, I'm a big fan of the Saturn V, and I want to choose my facts the way I want to choose them, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Just <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> no, good point. Yeah, so the SLS, yeah, so it still takes a good chunk of thrust to move that platform that will eventually... But in, 19, in yeah. 1961, or, sure. or thereabouts, when they kind of made this decision, I, I, I don't think they actually made the decision until after they had started the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the decision was made, well, the, the way we get there is we shoot this big honker rocket and put something into orbit, yeah, or it, it, potentially into orbit, and then we fire another smaller rocket that puts it into a lunar orbit, so it's going to go out to the moon. Mm-hmm. And we know enough about celestial mechanics that we can put it in a path on a path to the moon and it'll get to the moon and it'll flip around the moon and if everything else fails it'll come right back to earth right yeah right and so so we we, we've got a little bit of a fail-safe mechanism we can if we can get it on its way we know we can get it back it'll slingshot itself back if we have to it'll come back if, if we have to uh but uh, what we really want to do is once we get to the moon, we now want to fire another rocket and slow the thing down a little bit mm-hmm. and put it into a lunar orbit. And once we do that, we now want to take a smaller piece and actually let it go down to the surface of the moon mm-hmm. and put our people down there and let them run around a little bit. And mm-hmm. it has enough fuel to take off. And come back up and send them back, and re, we, we 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 merge back together with the the uh, part of the th- the rocket that's uh, yep. or- orbiting the moon, and it fires another rocket at that point and comes back to Earth. Da, 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 yep. da. So so what's implicit in all of this is that we needed in in the, night, in the early 1960s we it was recognized that that NASA recognized that they needed the capability to take two different craft in a flying through space and put them in close proximity to each other close Mm -hmm. proximity being they need to actually touch they need to dock and they need to dock right and so we didn't nobody knew how to do that and and so the 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 program to land on the moon was Subdivided into essentially three programs. Mm-hmm. So they, the, the 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 Mercury program intended to put some people in orbit and at least confirm the fact that once you got into a weightless state, your body didn't do a catastrophic self disassembly. Right, and, and we weren't exactly sharing data with the Soviets. Right. So and they <laughs> weren't sharing. More than yeah. point, they weren't sharing exactly. With us. They were ahead. Right. They, so. they, they were ahead at the time. Yep. So, so Mercury was uh, was kind of to, to prove that that people could live in orbit and mm-hmm. we could we could put them there and, and and they could survive. It was then necessary to to be able to put multiple craft or have multiple craft in, in flying through space and for them to be able to locate each other and to maneuver together mm-hmm. uh, such that they could dock and and undock and and fire. Additional rockets, da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. and so that was that was where the Gemini program came in. The Gemini program, I think, at least I've always characterized it, uh, and I think it's characterized was more than anything else was was to learn about uh, celestial uh, orbital mechanics, orbital mechanics, and, and and for astronauts to be able to work in space. Right. So if something weird happened, they could exit the vehicle, 
maneuver back in the day using these cool jet pistol things and um, fix stuff yep. or at least observe stuff. Observe stuff. Yeah. Because it's, it's, a, it's an interesting, uh, 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 is it with a physics background, uh, it's, it's very interesting uh, when, you, when, you do, when you do physics problems in, in freshman year of college, right? Well, the, 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 the environment in which you're solving a particular problem is always very well stated, right? You're, you're, uh, you're flying through the air without friction right so so yep. you don't have to deal with friction uh you don't have to deal with uh, uh very often you don't deal with uh momentum uh and, and whatnot mm-hmm. well it was recognized that if you're really gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna turn a screwdriver in space you put the screwdriver into the screw head and you start to turn it you're just as likely to turn as, as the thing anything else yeah, yeah. right <laughs> And so you, you have to learn, uh, you have to develop tools, you have to learn the capabilities to, uh, to, to maneuver. Mm-hmm. And so the, the Gemini program was, was pretty much all about that. It, uh, it, 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 it had a capsule that had doors open, that, uh, the doors that, uh, or hatches that could open in, in space. Yep. And the, so the guys could, could get out. It, right? They weren't dependent on the ship being around them. Right. So you had a whole different space suit that right. the gemini astronauts had to wear yeah. and and they they had uh they had uh, rockets on them that could fire and refire mm-hmm. and so you could you could do little burns to change the orbit that you were in and thereby get closer to something else and it helps with when you want to sing in space yeah. i was walking well that's in the moon never mind <laughs> Sorry, I don't understand that. That you uh, yeah. went way down the butt rabbit hole. Yeah, on that well, one. but I, I got out quick. I got out quick. It was yeah, good. That, that, good. So at any rate, that 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 was uh, uh, the, the Gemini program was pretty much aimed at that. Uh, uh, I, I think it was a uh, it was really fascinating if you go back and look far enough back in the National Geographic, see a great uh, great story picture story about. Uh, when they launched two Gemini program uh, 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 capsules at the same time, mm-hmm. so here here are four people floating around in space together in pictures. Uh, one t- capsule taking pictures of right. the other. Yeah, really, really cool. It was just it it was it was out of this world kind of stuff at that time. Uh, but it was all to learn about uh, uh, precisely how you how you you track uh, uh, something in orbit. Uh, how you approach it, uh, how you dock with it, how you undock. Uh, the docking mechanisms themselves are, are interesting in the in the vacuum of space. That um, it, 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 things have a tendency to to stick together. It's hard to lubricate things in space. Uh, or certainly at that, in those days, early days, it was it was very hard to, to lubricate things in in. Uh, in a in a in a, a vacuum environment, and so Gemini was all about learning how to do this, and they learned how to dock, they learned how to, to, to catch up, they learned how to fire rockets multiple times, uh, and they they learned some interesting things. I think we've talked about, or if not, we should have uh, the the, the uh, mission in which Neil Armstrong. Yeah, I was uh, going to go there. Flew in, flew in the Gemini program. In fact, uh, I was looking up the the mission. It was Gemini eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. So Gemini eight was when they were going to dock with the is G, 
the G, uh, whatever the, the basically a, a drone target up there that that was able to be controlled <clears throat> by the docked um, Gemini spacecraft, and then so it was a target, but it was also a maneuverable target. And yeah, carry on. Yeah. Oh no, no that, that, that's why so the idea was that um, you have uh, this this remnant a shell of a of a of a rocket that mm-hmm. put them into orbit that uh, has a has a, a docking collar on it, mm-hmm. and so once it's it's up in orbit. Uh, it, it becomes a useful target. They can track it. Uh, they can dock with it and, and, and the like. And, and it turns out on the mission that, uh, that Neil Armstrong was, was on, he, he docked with this uh, much larger target rocket. And uh, I, I guess perhaps it was part of the docking, the docking activity itself. Basically unleashed one of the thrusters, I think, on the... Uh, on the uh, the Gemini capsule itself, and all of a sudden you had this very large, unwieldy thing that had a thruster firing, and it was tumbling and completely out of control. Yep. And Neil Armstrong, pretty much single-handedly, was was able to uh, to uh, uh, before overcome he passed his, out. Yes. Before his, he passed yeah. out, but he was over to overcome the the disorientation that he was subject to. And figure out how you actually control this big unwieldy thing that has thrusters down at one end of it, but not at the other. Right. And get it under control such that uh, you can you can live to see another day. So part of that, we I think we just you and I discussed. We may have not mentioned it on the podcast before, but in that mishap or that you know, almost disaster. He had to figure out the mechanics of that new structure that he'd never docked with before, and it was—it wasn't just one axis; it was multiple axis of uncontrolled um, thrust, motion. motion thrust. Yeah, the whole thing, and to figure out what he had to do with with the stick and the thrusters that were responding properly before spinning out of control and and basically losing the ship and. That could have been another, you know, we hadn't gotten to Apollo 1 yet. So, I mean, there's, uh, you know, it, it, it was all new systems, all being used for the first time in the most unforgiving environment that exists, that, that man has stepped into. So, it was amazing. It, 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 it was, and, and for, for people that, that spend a significant amount of, 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 amount of time in their lives... Being presented with new problems to solve, uh, most of the time we, we have the uh, the luxury of being able to instrument a system and learn what's going wrong and spend a little time thinking about fixing it up. Mm-hmm. When you have to learn about the system and fix it while it's trying to spin fast enough to take all the blood away from your brain and put it in your feet. Yep. Uh, it's a it's 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 an it's an amazing amazing uh, story. They, a lot of them were test pilots. A lot of them were, well, they were all pilots uh, to to some degree in in the in the early programs. I think um, they, I think they perhaps even were all test pilots. If yeah, I'm not I think so. yeah, yeah, I, so. Yeah, I believe they were. Um, I knew a test pilot once, uh, and he said basically, you keep the craft going until you run out of altitude and options. 
and I think Armstrong would have been till you run out of consciousness and yeah. options. <laughs> so uh, absolutely, yeah. So it just the 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 skills and the gifts of the astronauts was not something um, to be set aside. Just their ability to react in the moment and have the experience, or at least the experience adjacent to this new environment that they were in. And to be able to be given the control. We, we spoke earlier, I think, at least between the two of us, about you know the whole discussion of, well, they launched a dog. You know, and then and then we launched a dog, and and you know, so the, the kind of the the jokes of well, maybe we only need a dog, and the and the astronauts were, I think, uh, justifiably we, 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 indignant. We, we, we launched an ape. We didn't launch. Oh, a we dog. didn't. Okay. We launched, or a chimpanzee, I guess it was. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Russians launched a dog. Well, the Russians launched. Yeah. So and to their eternal damnation, didn't bring it back. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no. Yeah, well, no well on that but yeah so so anyway so i it, it as i as i think back on mm-hmm. it having having lived as an observer through those periods a fairly young young observer but an observer nonetheless the 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 gemini program was uh, a learning exercise i think and right. it was always presented as as such it, it was a learning exercise and uh as I as I remember living through it, I, I kept you know wanting it to be over yeah. because come on yeah let's go okay <laughs> let's we, get we, the big rock let's out. get the homework done if you will <laughs> and, and, and and get it on and uh, and so that was the the second part and then the, the third part was the the Apollo program itself mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, so so th- there were lessons learned all the way through this right mm-hmm. we, uh, there were all kinds of lessons and. It was so unfortunate when they got into the to the Apollo program uh, at the end of Gemini and into the Apollo program. It, it it was it was so so unnerving, if you will, certainly to a a, a kid observing it. It was so unnerving to 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 note that that they had missed they the, whoever designed all of this they. They'd missed a basic lesson in chemistry that right. that that you you put a pure oxygen atmosphere uh, around something, it's going to burn like a sun up again. Anything burns. Yep. Metal burns when you have it in a pure oxygen uh, environment. environment. Yeah. And so we learned that lesson with Apollo One. Right. Yeah. They 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 they, they uh, learned the lesson that that you can't really bolt. The rocket ship closed because, and you can't then fill it with pure oxygen because you have electric currents flowing around, mm-hmm. and all it takes is one spark, and everything burns. Yep. The the, the metal burns. The the, the 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 anything within that pure oxygen atmosphere burns, and so with with Apollo one, uh, the fire on the ground killed. Uh, Ed White, uh, Gus Gerson, Chafee. Uh, and Chafee, yep. I think, were the, the three, yeah. is, is what I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Chafee, White, and Grissom, yeah. And, 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 and you know, the, the, the solution to that, uh, it, it took them a, a, a several months, but, you know, you solved the, 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 the two problems that that pointed out. Uh, you need a way to open a hatch really quickly. Yep. 
And you just need to put air into yeah. the atmosphere, I mean, into the capsule. Yeah, you don't and, need pure oxygen. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, nature nature's taught us that over <laughs> over the eons of, yeah. uh, of evolution on the Earth that uh, that we have twenty uh, percent, um, whatever it is, twenty percent, twenty percent of 18, oxygen, 20% and the rest oxygen of it. but the rest is, is nitrogen. Yeah. It doesn't burn, right? And so, <laughs> so uh, one spark will burn down the forest, but yeah. it, it doesn't burn the rocks that it the doesn't. forest is sitting on. <laughs> Right, uh, and, and so that, that, that they, the lesson was, yeah, you need to just put air into the, yep. the capsule, and you need to be able to open the hatch rather quickly. Yep. Uh, all, all relatively straightforward engineering problems to be solved, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, uh, but they had to be solved. Yep. Uh, so anyway, that that t- takes us into the into the to the Apollo program itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, th- th- and it, 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 th- there, there are there are just a few of the Apollo missions up until uh, uh, Apollo Eleven, which mm-hmm. was the the first uh, that, that landed on the moon. But the the, the only previous one to that that I, ever sticks in my mind then is Apollo Eight. Right. Uh, but, but and before that, they progressed through like the Saturn Three. Was it there? There was or a Saturn One. So there was a lower powered, but still the Saturn design right. that um, basically tested out the control mechanisms, the the flight characteristics, at least to get a Saturn-sized rocket off the pad into space. Well, in particular, yeah. and to get the get the, uh, the, the, the the what we think of now, or what would became known as the. the Command module and the uh, the lunar lander right. uh, craft. Uh, although the, the lunar lander was was a mock up in the uh, was a was was a, was a kind of a mock up of those early stages. But yeah, they didn't have a Tesla Roadster to stick them in top there. Yeah, so, no. yeah, Anyway, but it all really came together with with Apollo eight. And, yes, uh, which uh, which uh, actually. Uh, Jumped a, jumped a couple of places ahead, yes, and uh, in, and in, 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 in really did away with the need for a couple of, of additional missions mm-hmm. uh, because they chose to, to put it into orbit around the moon. So, and and to to test out everything except going down to the moon. So mm-hmm. they 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 sent it to the moon. They they fired the necessary. Rockets to slow its or uh, slow its speed down so it went into orbit around the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if they actually uh, separated. I suspect that they they may have actually. Um, I can't remember if they actually separated the command module uh, to dock with the lunar the, the, the lander. Lunar lander uh, I don't in, remember. In orbit. I I don't remember. Uh, but they might well have, mm-hmm. have, have done that. It, it was pretty much a, a good dress rehearsal. Of just about everything, save the last step of going down to the moon. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they did have a, a they did have a a lunar lander because I, I think I actually read a story about uh, at the time, probably uh, uh, facetiously written, but they were a little bit worried a bit that Frank Borman might just might actually decide to go ahead and land on the hit moon. the descent button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, Frank Frank was uh, uh, pretty much of a straight straight, straight lace. Yep, yeah, uh, we're, he, we're he, doing he this. He yep. wasn't going to do that. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so yep. Apollo eight, Apollo eight, and Apollo eight was in 1968. If you know, so we we've spoken of that before. Is just 
the unrest of 68, just the, just, you know, not to get too squishy, but um, there was so much going on that was just terrible in the world in 1968. And these guys literally got there Christmas Eve. Yep. And just their, their, their words um, on uh, just inspirational. And the words, the images, uh, yep. still, anyone that, that lived through the period still remembers it. Uh, I, I've always, I've, I've, we've, we've, again, we've talked on a previous uh, podcast. Uh, uh, I still remember that Christmas Eve in 1968 and mm-hmm. where I was at and who I was with. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm probably a little bit atypical of, uh, of, a, of a child of that era. And maybe not everybody remembers that as, as I do, but. Uh, nonetheless, very, very vivid, uh, very vivid memories. But yeah. there's Apollo 8. I, I have no, I, I don't think they're, I, I don't know, have the foggiest idea of what Apollo 9 and Apollo 10, if, <laughs> right. they, if they launched, what they actually did, right? Uh, the next one up was, was Apollo 11. Yes. And I was in, uh, uh, I was in uh, graduate school in Houston at Rice and mm-hmm. uh, pretty much, uh, Stayed in my little one-bedroom dark apartment with my little black-and-white television set mm-hmm. from the time of liftoff until the splice down, uh, doing nothing but watching the TV and uh, watching those grainy images of uh, Neil Armstrong, the shadow uh, coming down the, the, yep. the side of the uh, the lunar lander and hopping off, and uh, he didn't sink up to his eyeballs right. in, in dust um, he, he, he made it down okay he mm-hmm. uh, he had uh, famous words to say to which immediately drew criticism because it was grammatically incorrect <laughs> and so uh, it's okay proving that proving that, uh, that, that everybody's a critic he uh, could fly a rocket point. let me tell you yeah he could <laughs> But that was so. Yeah. That was uh, that. That was, and, and at that point, the uh, the writing was already on the wall. At that point, right. that uh, the the reason for additional uh, Apollo missions in the pipeline was mm-hmm. in case they didn't make it. Sure. So they're, they're, they 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 yeah. were gonna they were going to to be successful at some point, or everybody was going to die trying. Right. Yeah. So there were additional missions already on the on the board but once apollo 11 made it it was pretty clear that everything after that was bonus bonus, bonus and, and 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 was just living on borrowed time you know we we've already paid for it we've, we've paid for everything so we'll go ahead and and see what we can but learn. i'm really glad they got the buggy up there yep the buggy mate i mean <laughs> that would be so cool let's go driving around on the moon on a Four-wheel drive buggy. Yeah, uh, just just a, 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 an homage to uh, the, the American uh, dedication to the automobile. Exactly. Uh, we 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 could. Get, I can drive there. Yeah. I can drive there. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was cool. Played a little golf on the moon. Did a little run around jump, and that's so, where they somebody, this, somebody yeah. realized that if you're gonna if you're gonna wave the flag on the moon, you got to do it. With a stick that yep. holds the flag out. It takes two sticks. It takes yep. two sticks. Out <laughs> you, you can't just have a flag drooping up there. You gotta, you gotta have a, a horizontal element that holds the flag out. So, well, in the last few minutes here, um, I mean, so the Apollo, 
mission program came to a close. Basically, we, we, we collected a bunch of rocks and we gained a lot of experience in maybe not reusable, but basically segmented approach, multiple systems working together to get to that end goal. Yeah. And then we pretty much forgot about it for about 40 years. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, 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 uh, uh, I overthought it was interesting that, uh, uh, well, it's still interesting today that, 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 that there, there are relatively few people within the population of the world that have ever seen people walk on the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a whole lot of people in the world that, have lived under the Patriot Act. <laughs> Just if we want to go to the, you know, you look at the, uh, I contrast the two, right? So and there are a lot of people in this world that don't know how to drive a stick shift or, or make a rotary telephone work as well. So Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we're in a completely, we're in a safe society now, Tim, where safety and those who would claim to do a lot of things in terms of safety um, we, we, which is a, a, I'm sorry, yeah. I have to jump no, in but before we go too far down that buddy yeah. trail because talking about safety is well. leads us into what I would really like to talk about next is what is Elon Musk going to do well, this week? Uh, that, that's where I'm going. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> so you can't wait. Let's just get there. <laughs> let's just get there, right? So, what but, is coming up this week, Tim? So, so <laughs> the, the, it, it, it's it's interesting that it's it's really hard apparently to to collect information as to whether or not the the powers that be within the government are, are going to allow or when they're going to allow the starship and the super heavy falcon or the super heavy rocket to uh to to, to fly mm-hmm. uh so this this over the last couple of weeks there have been there have been indications that a flight was going to occur in mid-april and we're smack We're dab smack in the middle of, of, of April. Uh, but then the, earlier this last week, there was an indication that, well, no, the federal approval for launching that was going to be delayed until the end of May. Uh, but then the, the kind of the last thing that I, I, I read uh, perhaps last evening uh, was the strong possibility that, that they were going to try to launch the the uh, Starship, the first flight mm-hmm. of, the, of, uh, of SpaceX's Starship and Super Heavy mm-hmm. uh, lift booster uh, on Monday, on the 17th. So uh, I, I haven't checked the news this morning yet, but I'm hoping that, uh, that maybe that's the case. Uh, and as we've, 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 Mike and I have talked about the, uh, the, uh, the goal, uh, as stated by the, uh, the lady that's the... Uh, the CEO of SpaceX right. uh, is relatively simple for this uh, uh, initial flight, which is don't don't destroy the launch complex. Hey, we put a lot of money into that <laughs> tower and that crane and all that stuff it takes to load the fuel. So let's not wipe that off let's the face of Boca Chica, please. And I I, I, I actually read a read another story that so that the the the, 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 the super heavy booster has thirty three engines in mm-hmm. it. And so uh, thirty-three. I like 30, that number. Yeah. Well, it, and it's it's really it's a it's an interesting. What it was, it's not a topology problem, but it, 
it's an interesting problem mm-hmm. uh, of uh, distribution. precisely yeah, distribution. Exactly, yeah. what size are they, and how you how do you orient? How do you arrange them? them? And, 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 and and they vector too. I mean, these are all movable thrusters. Yep. So so one of the, the, the what in the description of the of this first flight, the the, the goals are are all are relatively simple. First. Don't don't destroy the entire launch complex, right? Right. So that that, that kind of says, well, it would be really good if the vehicle clears the tower and you know maybe maybe gets, makes it over the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, that that be look. that'd be best of all possible worlds yeah. at least uh, if they do that. Uh, but a, a, a story I was reading it, it stated rather simply that that the uh, that the engineers were really curious to see how many of those thirty three engines were going to fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer needs to be enough to get it yeah. away from the launch away complex. Away from the launch complex, yeah. <laughs> well, I got 33 to, yeah. So, so there was, uh, and in that announcement, I saw it, I guess, about a week ago, where um, Elon had tweeted that we're ready to go. In other words, SpaceX is technically ready to launch at any time, and that they were waiting on various regulations, as you discussed. And then... The, the person reporting on that had another link below and said, you know, one one fan, if you will, um, is so excited about this that he created a, um, a video, like basically an animated AI strengthened, you know, so there's like a human walking around in this that's AI animated and whatever. It's, it's really nicely done. But to cut to the chase, it's about, what is it? It it's supposed it covers the entire launch, so you, you get to view inside the launch center, you know, control center and all that. It's very well done. Well, so the 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 booster goes up, the booster returns, the Starship is in orbit, lots of beautiful scenery and space as you might imagine, and then it goes into retro burn and starts coming down through the um, atmosphere. Everything looks pretty good. And then it gets to a point, and you hear a, <laughs> and then the camera of the video is on the Earth, and you see you hear the sonic boom of the exploded, and then the parts are flying across the atmosphere, and then the screen goes blank, and then it's back to the launch pad with the next number Starship on the side, and so it's kind of a homage to. They don't expect full success on this, but they're going to learn a lot. I hope. The I hope further, they the, get the a lot fur- of data. The further it goes before it blows up, the exactly, better. The better. Uh, the exactly. Better. Yeah. Fill up that data storage for yeah. sure. So yeah, we're you know we're we're back to being kids. We want to see rockets go up and uh, just we're we're both blown away by the the precision at which this entire all these reusable boosters just find their way home. Um, to see this one come back literally to the tower that it launched from is going to be cool. Yep. And hopefully that doesn't take out part of the. <laughs> so you got to get the, you got to spend some fuel, but then you got to have fuel left to get back. Well, as a as a, 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 a the, the 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 Starship and the Super Heavy are rocket ships from the golden age of science fiction. Yep. They look like rocket ships are supposed to look like. They look like Buck Rogers. They really do. They you know, you've got this you've got this what is it? 350 400 foot tall thing. Mm-hmm. Half of it is booster, half of it is rocket ship. It's now more than half booster. Yeah, it's huge. It's it is is huge and the the the, the idea that 
for those of us, uh, again, uh, sitting in our little darkened uh, apartment uh, with the black and white TV watching mm-hmm. that first Saturn V take off with Apollo 11, they thought that this uh, super heavy booster is twice as powerful as a Saturn V. It just it, it it's just mind boggling to uh, to think what that's gonna what's gonna look like when when it finally does take off. I, uh, if I had nothing, if I had no responsibilities, I would already be camped down on South Padre Island with a little SpaceX flag flying on the top of my in your tinfoil hat in my tinfoil hat firmly planted on my head and all that good stuff yeah yeah it's like <laughs> singing things from Independence Day but yeah no, anyway so it's just I just I've never been to see a full-throated rocket take off mm. and just the I don't know I just that'd be so cool it, it will be and I I uh I hope the, if the flight takes off, I I, I hope that uh, that it's well televised. I'll, I'll have to find out when when it is, and I'll uh, I'll I'll be watching uh, probably with uh, along with a few other people. Well, text me so I don't miss it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're gonna go in an hour, Mike. So. Well, it's it's the the the, the, the SpaceX. We've we've talked about it. The, the SpaceX. The company mm-hmm. philosophy, and, and I think it all derives from Elon Musk. Uh, the philosophy seems to be, to, to paraphrase, I've, I've never heard them state it, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like you, you, the, the philosophy is you you just got to go do it, and you you need to to be able to learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. So so you need to to in, in, in my parlance, you have to instrument. The thing such that you can learn about it, even if it blows up. Right. You you need to have instruments on there that'll tell you something about what happened and why did it blow up, and give you enough information to fix it the the, the next time through. And and so, the, the I, I guess through through the very earliest stages of the U.S. program. Uh, after October the fourth, nineteen fifty-seven, mm-hmm. uh, we, we've talked about previously, the, the 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 United States Navy was going to be right. the response organization from the from the United States for the Russian Sputnik to get us into and, space and, and it, yeah. to get us in, in, into orbit, and, yeah. and that was going to be done with uh, what was called a Vanguard mm-hmm. rocket. And the biggest memory I have about the Vanguard rocket system is that it'd get to about six feet up to the air and blow up. Yep. And so uh, they, they, they did that uh, several times in succession. And, and so I've, I've, I've watched rockets blow, blow up. up. Yeah. And, and so, you know, my, my expectation with, uh, with, the, uh, with the, the super heavy uh, uh, booster and the, and the, uh, the starship is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably going to blow up. And I, I just really hope that, that it's well instrumented and it gets far enough out that they, they learn a lot before exactly. it blows up. Yep. Uh, and, that, uh, and that I hope that it, it doesn't take out the launch complex and put them behind gears you know, yeah, to and, rebuild all that. And yeah. doesn't fall on anybody because yeah. it falls on somebody. That's obviously going to be a great setback. And, yeah. and so there are all these things that could happen that that uh, should be acceptable to us, but probably aren't. You know, people people are probably going to get hurt, uh, and and that's kind of be expected. But 
we don't really want those things to happen anymore. No. Nonetheless, the corporate environment seems to be one of as as soon as you think you can learn something from it, you need to go ahead and and, and try the next test and see how far you can get. And that, that will... That will carry you a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I note that, 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 that SpaceX is now doing about two orbital launches a week. Yeah. Every once in a while, at least two or three times uh, of late, they've done two launches in a day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, uh, the, the, the ability to bring boosters back and mm-hmm. land them uh, either on a drone ship or back at the launch pad yeah. is is. Fantastic! Uh, I find it interesting that each time a new uh, a new uh, launch goes up, uh, SpaceX launch goes up. Uh, part of the uh, part of the, uh, the the chatter from the, the 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 talking heads getting you up to the launches, the lineage of the booster. Right. You know how many <laughs> how many other missions it's already flown on. Right. And, yeah. And and uh, for a capsule, uh, how many times? For the fairings, the the, the covers of sure. the of the how many times have the fairings flown? Yeah. Uh, so it, it's that 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 the whole whole it's idea really of reusability stable is stable of reusable components. Yeah. Throughout the throughout the system. Yeah. Well, hope hopefully next time we meet, we'll have that to talk about. Uh, that would be really cool. It would be cool if we could at least talk about that. As I say that. Nobody got hurt. Yep. The launch complex uh, survived, and it, it gets to be gravy from there on out. And then uh, we're kind of anticipating this like Christmas, I think, in a, yeah. in, in a way. So, well, good to see you, Tim. I have enjoyed it. Same. I, I feel like we've been a little, little more disjoint today. But, uh, yeah, we kept our path. Yeah. You know, I wobbled off here and there, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a podcast. It, I have yet to listen to a really perfect one and certainly we haven't done a perfect one so our streak continues okay well we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get it next time right uh, there's, there's always it. always next year or next time next week whatever it is exactly thanks tim have fun see ya Bye. and that's a wrap on episode 26 of the mike newman show Thanks for listening. Uh, we certainly enjoyed having our chat like we normally do on uh, some every now and then Saturday um, at the diner. Uh, check out the website for the podcast at MikeNewman.show, and that is spelled M-I-K-E-N-E-U-M-A-N-N.show, where we have um, basically um, links that I put together for each episode as well as some evergreen links that take you to places such as newpodcastapps.com. Newpodcastapps.com is a cool little website that basically shows you new podcast apps that are showcasing, not just showcasing, they're, they're implementing uh, new, new capabilities in podcasts and podcast applications, such as uh, something we call in podcasting to the lit tag, the live item tag. So every now and then you've you've seen in this show where we've done a live broadcast of the show, literally as we're recording it from the diner. Uh, many many podcasts do that as well, and you can go to these podcasts such as Podverse, CurioCaster, and I know I'm forgetting a few. That's why there's a link to go check it out. Another va- feature of that is something called Value for Value. Tim and I sit down, and we enjoy doing this kind of on our own, but you know what? It cost me a little bit of money to host this thing, and 
my wife would like, like me to get a little something back from you all if you find it interesting. So we just put it out there. We enjoy doing it. Uh, but if you find some amount of value in spending the time with us listening to this podcast, um, at a minimum, send me a note at mike at mikenewman.show uh, to let us know you're listening and things you might like Tim and I to talk about in, in future episodes. Uh, also, you can hit the funding link in these new podcast apps. That'll take you to my PayPal page for now and drop us a little uh, fiat fund coupons there in U.S. dollars. Help help uh, keep my little web server running and storage hosting and all that fun stuff. Or you can do a really cool thing, which is send us a boostagram. And that might take a little more work to get yourself set up to uh, stream sats as you listen to Satoshi's. A Satoshi is what, one ten millionth of a Bitcoin? So basically less than cents. But it lets us know you're out there for real and enjoying the content and spending some time with us. You can also send a boostagram, which is another cool little uh, podcasting 2.0 term and technology that's where you're sending sats of any variable amount you want with a message and uh, we'll receive that message uh, someday when we do another live episode you'll be able to boost and chat and do all sorts of fun stuff uh, with us during the show and uh, i can monitor that as i've done in the past and it's a little more interactive so give that a thought give that a go and um, until next time john 317